Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA Missions Podcast Research. Uh, covering a topic today with a dear friend of ours, Pastor Matt Fagan. Welcome. Thank you, Marsh. Good uh, to be with you. Yeah, I think I look back. Uh, I did a podcast with Matt and Amy back in what year was that? Twenty nineteen. On okay. uh, the topic was what I wish someone had told me about church planting or replanting. Yeah, and, right. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 and a lot of people were blessed by that. So. Yeah. Uh, so tell everyone, uh, again, where you pastor and the name of your church and a little bit about your family, and then we'll launch into our topic. Okay. Sure. Um, I pastor a Heritage Baptist Church. We're located in uh, Windham, New Hampshire. If you're looking on a map, we're about 30 miles north of Boston. Okay. Uh, we are uh, one of the first towns into New Hampshire from Massachusetts. Uh, been here 20 years, so started wow. the church 20 years ago. We just celebrated that anniversary. Uh, couldn't have done it without my wife, Amy, who's uh, faithfully been by my side and a very important part of our ministry here. I have, um, three children, uh, two of them in college, two sons in college right now. Mm. And uh, one still at home, a daughter who's 16 and uh, they're a a delight and a joy. And I would certainly enjoy uh, them. Uh, but, uh, we're kind of entering into a new phase of life, right? That (laughs) transition of kids leaving the home. Uh, but uh, certainly enjoying the ministry God has given us here and look Amen. forward to more. Yeah, and I appreciate because you and Amy are a team, and I think y'all y'all typify that. You 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 know you give a great example of that. So I appreciate uh, Amy and her input and all she does. And and we're seeing a new church building, right? So behind you is uh, the new building. Yes, yes. Thank the Lord. It yeah. was uh, in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, believe it or not, we we constructed a building. We didn't know that when we started into it what the Lord did. And, uh, but the Lord's been very faithful and we were able to complete this building uh, just about a year ago. So we moved in here November, 2020. And I'm just really thankful for, you know, it's a building, it's a tool, but thankful for the use of it and the way the Lord is using it. Amen. And, and any pastors who are in a building phase or just a planning phase, I would challenge you to, uh, take a trip to New Hampshire just to see, um, the, the layout is very well thought through. So you and uh, Andrew French and your men and ladies in the church, so just hats off to everything from the nursery to the cert, to the fellowship area. So Matt, it, God's grace is just, um, it's wonderful to see the building. So, and they also can see where you, where you, the little uh, house that you served in for so many years, right? Yes, yeah. We have that little, that little place yeah. where we, I, I look back on it and think, how did we ever survive? And, uh, but great makeshift building. Great oh, memory. it really yeah. is. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So great. we grew a lot in that building and the Lord grew us deeper, I think, to, to get us to this point. So, yeah. all right. So that, but building is not the topic of today. So I was with you several weeks ago when this topic came up. So to mm-hmm. me, uh, so many churches, there's, there's a missed opportunity from the time someone becomes a guest uh, how do you assimilate them into the church? How do you uh, find their spiritual condition? How do you teach them your church culture? And um, I know you have a class that does this now. So uh, I'm just going to ask a lot of questions. What, what do you call the class, Matt? I had forgotten. 
Yes. So the class is called Welcome to Heritage. That's the name of our church, Heritage Baptist. So we just label it Welcome to Heritage. I got that name from a good friend who's sitting on the other side of the microphone from me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) we found it helpful. Okay. So so my question is, so uh, what specific needs did you see uh, with people? Again, I know you pray. I know you prepare for guests. So what specific needs does this class meet, uh, both from the pastoral side as well as from the, the membership side or the, or yes. the, the guest side? So just walk yes. us through what needs that you see that are met from those two angles. Sure, sure. So from the, the pastoral side, obviously when you have new faces coming into your congregation, uh, you need to assess their spiritual need. Uh, do these people know the Lord? If they, if they don't, they need to. Uh, if they do know the Lord, uh, how mature are they spiritually? What, you know, where are you going to start with them, basically? If we're making disciples, we've got to find out where we're going to start right. with them. Mm-hmm. And so this class really facilitates that need, and it gives me an opportunity to interact with, with new faces. So we try to push all of our new faces into this Welcome to Heritage class. It's a, a team effort. My wife and I teach it. Good. And uh, it's very interactive, but, but pastorally I'm looking, what are their spiritual needs? How can I address those? How can I make a connection with them uh, to get to that point? Even if they're believers or not, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even if they know the Lord, yeah. that there are things that, that I need to understand about them to be able to minister to them. And, uh, and this helps me to assess that as well as give them some basic uh, ideas about our church from a, from a visitor standpoint, you know, uh, I try to picture myself a visitor coming into an established congregation where there are established relationships, and sometimes it's hard to break into those. And so from a visitor standpoint, I, I'm, I'm coming in and I'm thinking, how do I get connected? How do right. I make a friend? And so when, when I push this class and invite people, I say, we'd like to invite you to the Welcome to Heritage class. It's a chance to make a friend with somebody else in your shoes. Wow. There's somebody else that's new to the church. You get to connect with them. And it, it and helps them to connect with me, the pastor, um, to be able to, to make that connection. So, right, so the church from their standpoint, the size right now, your church is typical Sunday morning. Uh, typical Sunday morning, uh, we're 140, 150. Okay, so this is post-COVID, so I'll give you an idea. Plus, you're in a new building, so you got some room. Uh, yeah. But so really, do you find if you don't get to know the people at this point, the chances of you really connecting with them uh, or not be as well. Is that fair to say it that way? So this is a great time for you and Amy to get yeah. to know the other, the couples or the individuals. Yes. Yeah. So, so that dynamic has changed and okay. I don't know if this is region wide, but initially my way to connect with people was to follow up, visit with them, right. get in their home. That That is very difficult to do anymore. People just, you know, they, yeah. they, they get in their home. It may be just a new England thing. I don't know. No, I don't think uh, so. So, so this is kind of a, a, been a great replacement for that to say, okay, well, we want you in our home, as it were, our church, and let's, let's get to know each other this way. And people are much more prone to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I really want to make this connection with our new faces. All right. So this class meets when? Uh, it meets during our Sunday school hour, which would be okay. 930, uh, right before our worship service. So it's not a, it's not a separate time. You already have child care in place. You have everything in place. So during yeah. Sunday school, you when a guest comes, you try to funnel them into the Welcome to Heritage class. Is that a fair way to put it? 
Yeah, so if somebody shows up as a guest on Sunday morning for Sunday school, which honestly rarely happens, right? Yeah. Right. A guest is going to come to the worship service. Exactly. But if a guest comes for Sunday school, we would let them know there's a welcome to heritage class going on. They're welcome to come into that. Uh, typically, the way I populate this class is I personally invite these new faces I'm meeting. And I say, hey, glad to have you this week. There's a great way to get to know about the church. It starts on this date. Uh, can I send you an email about it and, uh, and let you know? All right, so now do you start the class all at one time, or can people come in at any point and yeah. then just rotate through the next point? I mean, do you have a if, – if, if Gretchen and I show up next week, um, would we immediately come to your class or wait till the next class begins? Well, the, the way I have it set up is it, you would wait till the next class begins, okay. but that's why the class is only five or six weeks long. Got it. Uh, Got it. We, we do that intentionally because uh, we, we try to get a commitment out of people and say, we have a welcome to heritage class. It's five or six weeks. That lets people know, you know, I'm not committing to something that's 12 weeks or who knows how long. And, uh, and then it helps us on these cycles where I can see a new face and say, Hey, we have a welcome to heritage class beginning next month. Would, would you be interested in joining that class? Good. So it's not so long that it blocks people out from, from coming into it. Right. And so it just, it meets during the Sunday school hour. All right. Yeah. So you finish up during the time when Sunday school dismisses, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So during the class, um, Matt, do you have, it's you and Amy, do you have any church members in there with you uh, in the class to? Yes. And what, do, yes. What's, so what's their role? So their primary role, uh, what, what we try to do is we have this class and they're in there to get to know the new people in the class, because at the end of the class, I'm going to push these new people, encourage them to do uh, an exchange evangelistic Bible study with the members I have in the class. Right. Okay. So, so they're making a connection, a relationship yeah. over these five or six weeks. Yeah. And then at the end of the class, I'm going to say next steps. Uh, how would you and this couple you've met, this person you met, would you be willing to do a four-week Bible study during the same time on site somewhere at 9.30 before our worship service? And, and by that, I'm trying to get people in the class. One, if they don't know the Lord, they're going to get a clear gospel presentation at the end of those four weeks. Right. If they do know the Lord, and I, I will tell people this sometimes that are new, maybe this might not be new to you, but it will introduce you to a tool you can use Right. to share your faith with somebody else. All right. So uh, I just want everybody, if we can just park right there, because I think this is so crucial. So the Welcome to Heritage class is much more than simply uh, a place for a guest to go to learn about the church. Okay. Yeah. It's a place where then they are then challenged to either come to Christ or either or, or if they are saved, and then what you're, what you're telling them is, then it can be a tool to, that they can use to either lead others to Christ or to Christ likeness, um, use exchange. So it's a, it's already set up. It's a program. And so everybody, if you want to understand for you, everybody goes through this, right? Yes. So it's yes. not, it's more so, than, it's not a membership class is what I'm trying to say. No, so I should have said that no. in the beginning. This is yeah. far more than that. Yeah. This is living out your philosophy. Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an assimilation class. Right. And it enables us to, to discern the spiritual needs of people. But what it does, my, my end goal is to get them connected with another family or person, mature believer in our congregation, to start a discipleship relationship. Amen. And then them and, turn um, around and become disciple makers as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, again, on the again, we're, we're recording this in December of 2021. So, just what the average size of the class? I know it's going to vary. Okay, because yeah. you know guests come and go. But what right. would you? Is this so? You would have how many people from Heritage? It'd be you and Amy, and then would it be two yeah. more, four more? What would so you it, it varies. Have? It depends on uh, obviously the population of the class, but okay. ideally I don't want to be any more than a dozen people in the class, which would be yeah. okay. uh, Amy and I, maybe two other couples from the church. There you go. And you have those three other couples that, that are new or individuals, because if you get too large, it, it changes the dynamic of the yes. class. I want it to be very interactive. Yeah. I want them to feel, you know, like, like we'll begin the class uh, and, and I'll start off with, okay, we're going to go around and tell us what is your favorite restaurant, right? Uh, and, yeah. and, and it kind of breaks yeah. the ice and gets yeah. people talking and, and the, it brings up some funny stories and things. And, uh, and that's what I want because I want people to be able to share and ask honest questions and really get to know them and feel like they've made a friend yeah. in the class. And I think with you having some heritage people in there, you're doing several things. Number one, if a, if a guest, let's say, a couple comes in, they're not in there with just you and Amy. I mean, they understand yeah. it doesn't put them in a bad spot. Right. Yes. And then it yes. also allows the heritage members that are in there to maybe give input on a topic that you're covering. So how, how does it look? Not so much from the pastor's perspective, yes. but, but I think all those right are just benefits yeah. to having some of your that, people in there. And that has been really helpful to have yeah. people in our uh, members in there to, to chime in and say, Oh yes, here's, here's why we do this or, or here, here's how this plays out or here's how I, I came to understand this. Now, do you use a, a material you've prepared for like your, how many did you say five weeks? How many weeks is it? Yeah. I tell them five or six, just in case, you know, the okay. conversation gets going, but right, uh, we, so, we shoot for five. Okay. So do you have uh, materials you have written? Do you have a little notebook or a pamphlet? What do you use for this? Yes. So I, I have handouts that I bring every week. Um, is it more or less uh, the same lesson. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Week one is, is the name of our church and the history, right? right. So we just, why heritage, why Baptist, uh, what's the history? It gives somebody a place to start. Yes. Yes. So, so, and that's why we, we do the history on week one. And then if, if somebody shows up that's new and misses week one, they can jump in on week two and still be okay. And that's kind of the window for, for still having an opening for the class. And so then weeks two, three, and four, we basically go over our core values as a church, basic philosophy. Here's what makes us tick. Okay. We're centered on God. We're grounded in his truth. And then we want to be focused on others. And I right. just show yeah. how that's our philosophy and how it plays out in what we do as a church. And then uh, the last week's just kind of the nuts and bolts. Here's our leadership. Here's yeah. our, uh, uh, our governance. Here's our budget. Here's, you know, how we do these things. And, and so that's basically the gist of it. All right. So, but you leave plenty of time for discussion. You said that in the oh, beginning. Yeah. I just wonder, so people can ask questions because either they're coming from no church where they don't mm -hmm. know what this is about or from a church, maybe that they thought was the best church ever or a church that they said, I don't ever want to go back <laughs> to a church like that. So, you know, you got all kind of backgrounds. And yes. I think that this class allows you to figure out who they are and where they are spiritually yeah. and allows yeah. them to figure out, okay, is this a church I can commit to? Um, yeah. Yes. All right. So, and I think it, it really helps to, 
you know, like, like people come here and they see different things. Right. And then right. they're kind of wondering, you know, why, uh, you know, why do we do the service the way that you do? And in our context, you know, it's 60%, 65% Roman Catholic in our area. Mm. And it's a lot different when we've had people come in our doors that have never been in a Protestant church service. Wow. And so it's just a lot of explanation about here's, here's why we do what we do. Here's why we have these particular aspects to our service. Um, and, and there's a reason behind all of this. So, all right. What would you say the, um, what, what are some key blessings or benefits that you have personally seen? Um, have people come to Christ through this class after, I mean, going yeah. funnel to the exchange, uh, yeah. what, what are some just really blessings that you just sit back and say, well, you know, God, God this is what God just did. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really the best, the, the greatest blessing. We've seen several people come to Christ as a result of being introduced, uh, welcome to heritage, paired up with somebody out of the class and then, uh, accepting the Lord. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one, we just recently had a, a lady that came to Christ two weeks ago. She, mm-hmm. she went through the welcome to heritage class and, um, she was in the class with, with two other couples who I knew knew the Lord. They were new to the church, but, but they were, were going to welcome the heritage, but I knew that they knew the Lord. I wasn't sure about her. And uh, we're, we're in the class, and this lady asked the question, and she says, um, I'd like to read the Bible. Where do I start reading the Bible? Wow. And, and the other new families in the church were just like, wow, that really happened in church. Like yeah, here's a lady yeah. that knows nothing about church and she's asking yeah. about, and so they're really taking an interest in this, this lady. Amen. And, um, and I paired her up with another a sweet lady in our church. She took her through the exchange. She came to Christ a couple of weeks ago. And I was able to go back to those other new families and say, guess what? That lady came to Christ. And they won't and they forget like, that. They, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they were that, that's amazing. We, you know, we were just, you know, so excited about that. So yeah. that was really a, a unique blessing to see new people yeah. get the vision for what God can do, you know, through this. All right. So I'm going to put on my preacher hat a minute. Okay. So bear with me. So <laughs> okay. to those of us, to, to the, the pastors that are listening, my question would be, why should God send an unbeliever your way? Because are you prepared to do what Matt just explained. And this is nothing new. This is simply making disciples. So I'm convinced, Matt, that as you pray and you prepare, God will send those unbelievers your way because you're ready to deal with them. You're set, and they're doing it in a welcoming, safe environment where they don't feel threatened, okay? And I know the beauty of doing what you do is what I have seen is if it's like this lady, where do I start reading the Bible? People don't know the Old Testament from the New Testament, but if they're sitting with someone one-on-one, you know, the couple that you, you have chosen to lead them can show them the Bible. And this is the beauty, right? right? I mean, right. just it's, a it's blessing. The beauty for me as a pastor, I was, I was telling our folks just this last week, you know, when I was younger in ministry, the excitement for me was going into people's homes, sharing Christ with them, seeing them come to the Lord. And that's always a joy. Right. But in my stage of ministry now, my joy is seeing people in my church lead people to the Lord. Amen. And and bringing that Amen. down a step and, and getting them engaged in that way. Amen. And I said, that's my greatest joy now is seeing you have those opportunities and uh, and seeing the Lord do that. So, all right, so let's flip it. What is the greatest challenge? So, I mean, you know, you and I make it sound like this is, you know, the you can't run a church without this, but it's not without <laughs> challenges. What would you say? Oh, sure. 
Uh, Matt, what will be some challenges that, that either you have faced or you, you know are coming with, with, yeah. with the, this with this format? Well, I think every dear brother listening to us knows the challenge of commitment and, um, and trying to get people to commit, you know, to, to five weeks and showing up on time and, you know, being a part of that. It's, yeah. it's not easy. And you, you do your best to, to emphasize commitment and the importance of being there. Uh, I, I tried to do that through uh, an email. I'll send an email on Monday after the class, recapping the class. Thank you. I'll send an email on Friday saying the class is coming up again. We're looking forward to a great, but still you get people that hit or miss and, and that's always a challenge. Um, so you just have to work through those things and, and fight through those things. Um, the other challenge is sometimes you can get somebody in a class that just dominates the class, right? Yeah. And they, they always have the question and, we haven't had a whole lot of that, uh, but I anticipate that probably will be the case. And you have to learn how to how to gently get others involved and guide the class, uh, but but still addressing their question, but not letting one personality kind of dominate the class. All right. So you've been doing this class how long now? Well, this particular class, uh, well, I've been doing about two years. Okay. Um, so you started, did it even before you were in the new building. Yes. So we, space we kind was of a premium over that. there, right? Yeah. And yeah, that was our challenge okay. before was just the okay. space to do these things. But you made a priority. You made it. Yes. So okay. we actually had something similar when we first started 20 years ago, meeting in a school. Okay. We, we kind of had a, it wasn't the same class, but it was similar. Just the new people get to know each other. And, and we did that for a while. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, a couple more questions. So in the, in the format of the layout of your building, um, this class is, is it, where, where do you meet? Is it a typical Sunday school class? Is it a different, yeah. different format? Yeah. What explain that just so if somebody's starting from scratch, okay, I know they can sure. do it anywhere. Um, but where, where do yeah. you hold yours? So, uh, if it's a larger class, we hold it downstairs in what's called the fellowship hall area, but it's, um, I put tables together. There's always coffee. There's okay. always refreshments. Yeah. There's a, a TV screen where I'm showing slides and pictures and, you know, very interactive that way. I really like doing it when it's a smaller class. We have what's called a reception room off of our uh, lobby upstairs. It's almost it's like a, very a conference nice room. room, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very nice room and very warm and there's a coffee pot in there. And, and so it's, uh, it's, that's, that's the intent of it is to receive guests and, uh, and so I really like doing it in that space. All right. So refreshments, I think, are a key part of it. Coffee, donuts, or some kind of snack. Would you agree? It, mm-hmm. it kind of helps. Yeah. And, and so I actually use a table format where people can take notes, put a Bible. So yeah. this is a it's 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 a learning time. It's a fellowship yeah. time versus sitting in the auditorium. Uh, in other words, right. I don't think this class. I personally don't. I don't think you do. It wouldn't. The auditorium would not be a good format for this. Would you agree? I agree. I yeah. agree. I always arrange it. We're facing each other. Right. It's not yeah. lecture format where I'm standing up. We're, we're facing each other, which invites interaction. Um, so that's the purpose of it. Good. All right. Uh, what other, what other input you want to give? What other thoughts, um, uh, benefits, so, challenges? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, the, the challenges, like I said, are, are people dominating the class. You got to watch out for that. Um, the other challenges are we, we, we get into space crunch again, where we've got like, so now I've got people doing exchange Bible studies during the nine thirty hour 
but I got to have a place for them to do it. Okay. And, uh, and other things that are going on. So, um, you know, maybe others might not face that challenge, but, um, and, and the reason I like to do it during the Sunday school hour is, uh, one, there is childcare if, if there are young families. Um, and two, it gets them used to showing up during that hour. So, So I encourage them to do the exchange during that time period. If that works, they go on to do something called the Foundations Bible Study, which is basic discipleship. Mm-hmm. If they finish that, they do change into his image. Wow. And so, so they just kind of keep coming during that time, and that's our disciple-making time, and it, it gets them into a habit of that. And then eventually we would funnel them into an adult um, Sunday school class where we're, we're covering, you know, uh, Old Testament, New Testament survey, those kinds of things. All right, so use the word funnel. Okay, so I think this, if you can, if, if you if you still haven't grasped what we're talking about, this class is a funnel from a guest to coming in and learning about heritage, right? And yeah. understanding, you know, really in, in meeting you and Amy and others and also being introduced to Christ. Absolutely. Right, so they go through the heritage into the exchange. Yeah. And at that point, you'll know whether they're saved or not saved. Right. And then now you mentioned, because um, I, I saw your baptistry, you've got a great bat. In fact, we need to do a, a just probably a tour podcast one day of your, <laughs> of the building. But, uh, and you mentioned you're, you're, you're using your baptistry, right? Yes. Yes. We've had, yeah, we've had lots of use this year. Thank okay. the Lord. So that's a blessing. And I so, think, again, all absolutely. of this is an outflow of, uh, of being yeah. a disciple making church. And this is kind of the, a funnel to get yeah. people to really, come face to face with their spiritual yeah. need of Christ. Yeah. So, so here, maybe, maybe this will help, uh, Marsh. This is, um, th- this is the Lord's work, right? The Lord does this. Right. Uh, but, but we have last, um, last year we had a Christmas Eve service, first one in our new building. And we had a family come to that Christmas Eve service, never been to our church before, mm-hmm. heard about it from a friend at work, came to the Christmas Eve service. That was our first contact with them. Okay. I followed up with them, funneled them into welcome to heritage class. They, this was a couple. They, uh, they, after that were paired up, did the exchange with a couple, got saved, came to Christ, were baptized. Uh, right now they're in the foundations class. And then that same person's taking them through the foundations to teach them basic, basic things. And so this is, this is a year long process where we've seen someone introduced through an event, wow. right? Yeah. Christmas Eve service get them into the class. The Lord uh, uses that to make a connection with the pastor. I pair them up with somebody out of the class. They come to Christ. They're now in discipleship. I wow. uh, wanted to join the church. And so th- this, this was the ideal situation. The reason we set this up Amen. Um, and the Lord used it that way. And so that, that's what we're, we're praying for this year. Again, that that, that same thing would happen. You know, and again, I, I love the way you, you just explained that. So thanks for taking the time to do that. The, the, you know, again, I'm not trying to pick a theological or, or philosophical area here, but I, when some people say, well, some of this just happens organically. Okay. All right. Now I understand that can, but that's not what you're describing. This is intentional. This is prayerful. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the disciple making that you're describing, again, you, it starts with prayer. And you're, you're praying people in, I know you do that, and, and then you're prepared, but there's an intentionality to what you're doing, to inviting them to something, and then from there, there's a, there is a, a, a process to see if they're saved, and then where the growth needs to happen after that, 
to be baptized, to join the church, and the and the process continues at least for a year. Is that is that a fair way to put yes. it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You know, I, I you're right. It begins with prayer. Uh, I, I just came from a prayer meeting this morning with with men, and we have first names of people who don't know the Lord Amen. in our congregation, and we were Amen. praying about this very thing. And then, it, it, but you got to have a plan, I think, a, a way to say, and, and it can be different. I mean, this can, it can do different ways, but this is what the Lord has put on our heart as a leadership and the ways that we have ferreted it out and make adjustments. Uh, but, but the Lord has used it. And, um, and so that, that's our, our way of being intentional in evangelism and discipleship. Amen. All right. I want to close with this. I, 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 I hope everyone understands that you, you, I'm challenging pastors to take what Pastor Fagan has said and then adapt it to your church culture, okay? You don't have to cookie – you can. I'm sure Matt would consider it a compliment if you cookie-cutter what he's done or what other churches do, but this is simply one way. And and it it works in New England. It works in New Hampshire. It works in other churches. Mm -hmm. But, Matt, I want to thank you for just taking the time because, it um, again, this is a way to do it. And uh, Pastor Fagan's email will be in the show notes as well as we'll have uh, try to get uh, the, the handouts he does. And I'll try to also in the show notes put at least one other, uh, another way that another church does it so people can understand. Just take the concept of praying and preparing and, and using the, the welcome to heritage, the intro class, whatever you want to call it, because it is so much more than a membership class. A lot of churches have membership classes. But this is so much more than that. All right, any closing thoughts? Yeah. Any, uh, any way you want to summarize yeah. that? I, I just want to encourage any good brother out there to say, you know, just just start with something and yeah. it will grow and change. And I think if you pray about it, the Lord will really give you insight. And, uh, you know, but it just just start, start with it and, and see where the Lord takes it. And uh, I, I'm certain he'll use it. All right, Pastor Matt Fagan, Heritage Baptist Church in Windham, New Hampshire. Be sure and give everybody there. Pastor French, Andrew French, and his wife Colleen do a great job partnering there with, um, you know, with with you and Amy, and give Amy our regards. And and as well, if I'm sure if a pastor's wife hears this and just wants to know, okay, wait a minute, uh, maybe Amy can tell me how this looks from a pastor's wife's perspective. You can email Pastor Fagan; he can put you in touch with his wife. And mm-hmm. uh, they can go from there because it is a team effort because um, absolutely, especially if single moms come in, single ladies come in, single ladies come in, uh, mm-hmm. husband's not attending it. You need, you need the, the, the woman touch in the class as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. Hey brother, thank you. Thanks to GFA missions for sponsoring this and look forward to doing another one. Thanks, Matt. All right. Have a great day. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of gospel fellowship association missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.